think of it. All right, just going to get what you get. How many of you glad to be here tonight? All right, I am too. I tell you, I could be somewhere else that I would rather not be, but uh, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Got your Bible, turn with us to Galatians chapter number 6. Galatians chapter number 6. glad the Lord is good, ain't you? Got your place? Say amen. Amen. Galatians 6 verse 1, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone, and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Y'all help me read verse number seven. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Father, we thank you for the word of God. I thank you that you are God, and beside you there is none other. Now I pray, Lord, as the word has been uh, read, that you would bless it. May it not return void. I pray, dear Father, for those who assembled here. Lord, you know everyone that was going to be here. We think that maybe the rain may have caused some not to come or whatever, but dear Lord, you knew who was going to be here from the beginning, and I pray, Father, that you'd help us, that we could be your servant tonight. Help us that we could just be your lips and we'd just preach and let let you do the preaching through us tonight. Forgive us now where we failed you. Do a work in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you can be seated. Y'all heard about that church uh, where the, the preacher and the music director was having problems, you know, they was having some little disagreements and stuff, and preacher get up, and he'd preach on tithes and offering. Well, the music director, he'd get up and preach, or, you know, lead the singing on Jesus paid it all. <laughs> then the preacher, he'd get up next Sunday, and he'd preach on gossiping. Well, the music director, he, uh, he got up, started to singing, and said, uh, I love to tell the story. <laughs> well, the preacher on the third week, he uh, said, I tell you what I'm going to do. He said, I'm resigning. Well, music director got up with a song, Oh, Why Not Tonight? <laughs> well, it's getting hot by now. And 
Preacher got up next week and said, Jesus put me here and Jesus will take me away. And the music director got up and sang the song, Oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Well, anyhow, I do desire your prayer tonight. How many's going to pray for us tonight? Now, this is the first time that we've been in the pulpit. We did uh, have the opportunity to... Uh, to preach at our home church in Florida where we pastored all those years and and uh, thank God for the young man that's there and doing the work there. And that was the first time I had preached in uh, uh, four or five years uh, due to my health and uh, the Lord's blessed and I've lost some weight and so my health's got a little bit better. And uh, so you pray for us tonight and uh, pray the Lord would help us and use us and uh, you know, just control my thoughts and my mind. And uh, how many is going to pray for me tonight? You, you, I mean, all during the service. You don't have to bow your head. I'm glad God knows our thoughts. Amen. And just say, Lord, bless him. And I'll tell you, I'll sure appreciate it tonight. Uh, if we had a title for the message tonight, it would be something like this. You may get what you want, but not want what you get. Now think about that. You may get what you want, but not want what you get. Now, in verse 7, it says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. In Genesis chapter number 6, in the beginning of uh, time as we know it, uh, with, uh, with Adam and Eve and uh, the garden and all and and things that transpired there, well, after a little while when they begin to have children and all, uh, uh, the Bible said that, uh, well, in verse number 2, chapter 6, said that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. May I say tonight that that was the ruination of, uh, of the world. That was the start of it there. You know, the Bible said, uh, and of course, it, what, they didn't have that back then, uh, but the Bible says not to be unequally yoked together. Uh, and of course, that can mean a lot of things, but I believe uh, uh, that uh, 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 a person that's saved shouldn't marry a person that's not saved. Uh, and there's a reason for that. I know a lot of people say, well, uh, they're a good person, they're a good worker, and, and on and on and on and on. They're good looking. Uh, they don't know how to cook, but they're good looking. Amen. Uh, and, you know, they, they've got their own reasons why they may want to marry them. Uh, well, the Bible said here that uh, the, the men of God uh, took the daughters uh, of man. Uh, and, of course, uh, you know what happened uh, and uh, things just wax worse and worse and worse until uh, uh, God destroyed uh, uh, the world. Uh, now, now I want us to look on this and think on this uh, title that I give you, uh, that you may get what you want but not want what you get. Uh, now, a lot of times we want a lot of things, and God knows uh, that we don't need those things. Now, sometimes I wish God would let us sin on some of these. Don't you? Uh, uh, sometimes I, I wish God would uh, uh, say, now listen, you don't need that. And let me tell you why. But he just don't do that. Uh, but God's always right, ain't he? 
I mean, he's always right. I remember years ago when I first started preaching, uh, uh, there was a 67 LTD and a car dealer that owned the, the dealership. Uh, uh, it was his own personal car, uh, and he had done a lot of work to it. It was plush. It was, I mean, it was, it was ready to go. It was, uh, I mean, it was fine. Amen. Uh, and uh, so I go to the bank, me and my wife talk about it, and I said, man, I want that LTD. I mean, it is nice. And so I go to the bank, and I had good credit, uh, uh, but uh, the problem was that it was too good because I, I'd let a lot of my credit go in through the church to help the church get things. Uh, and so when I went to get that car, they said, we can't loan you the money because you already got too much out. And I said, well, now, listen. I said, I want that car. And, man, I tell you, I belly ached. I mean, I got mad. I was hard to get along with. Uh, uh, my wife almost left me. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but uh, if you know her, she probably did, the way I was acting, amen. Uh, but you know how it is when you want something real bad uh, and you can't get it. Uh, well, that's where I was at, uh, and so a couple months went by, and I was about to get over it, uh, and uh, a deal come up on a uh, New Yorker. Now, this is not that little old short New Yorker. This is one of them, them new, new Yorkers that goes from here to that piano. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, a, a nice one. I mean, a, it had everything in it. And so God knew that I needed that more than I needed the LTD. Well, it's amazing, just a few months went by, and I could get a loan for that. And so, make a long story short, God knew that had I got that and this deal come up, man, I'd have been squalling, amen? And so God didn't tell me why, but he just wouldn't let me do it. And so, that was one of the times I'm glad I didn't get what I wanted. But sometimes we do get what we want, and uh, at the end, we wish we'd have never got uh, what we got there. Are you with me tonight? Let me give you some illustrations of what I'm talking about tonight. And uh, I'll, I'll not be too long. My wife's in the nursery, and she's done passed the word on to me to, uh, not to be too long. Amen? And so uh, I got to go home with her, and so I'm going to listen to her. Amen? Now, let me give you a couple illustrations of what I'm talking about tonight of uh, what you may get what you want, not want what you get. Let's go back in time uh, to Lot. Remember Lot, uh, Abraham's nephew? Uh, listen, uh, Lot wanted to go over towards Sodom uh, and uh, uh, Gomorrah over there. Uh, grass was a little greener over there. Sin was wild. Uh, but the, listen, the grass was greener. Uh, and Abraham tried to talk him out of it and said, you ain't got no business over there. Uh, I mean, that's a place over there that's uh, sinful, uh, and you don't need to be there. Uh, and, of course, uh, I'm sure Lot was like a lot of us. Uh, he made all kind of excuses uh, why he should be there. I'll just camp outside. I won't go inside. Uh, I'll do this, and I'll do that. Uh, well, he got what he wanted. Are you listening to me? Uh, Lot got what he wanted, uh, but Lot didn't want what he got. Watch this. Watch this. Uh, he's been there a while now. Uh, in fact, he's been there long enough uh, that two of his daughters uh, has married uh, into uh, 
uh, the men there uh, of Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, everybody knows uh, what Sodom and Gomorrah was, uh, uh, a, a place uh, uh, where men would lay with men and, and, and situations like that. Uh, I mean, it was sinful, sinful place. Uh, and, uh, and, and Lot, uh, uh, being there uh, in, the, in the time that he was, uh, he's done moved inside, he's done made friends now, uh, and uh, he's just part of the group. He's just part of the plan here. And so we find here that uh, two men come walking in the camp. The Bible said uh, that Lod uh, uh, was uh, at the gates. He seen them coming in, which was angels. Uh, and uh, when they came in, uh, the Bible said that Lot ran to them uh, and, uh, to welcome them and dropped his head. Uh, why do you reckon he dropped his head? He knew that he shouldn't have been there. He knew that he shouldn't have never even wanted to be there. And these angels came, and, uh, and Lot knew what kind of place it was. Lot knew these angels. Uh, I mean, uh, they were, they were nice looking men. Uh, I mean, they were, uh, just nice looking men. Well, you know what the men of the town was wanting. Uh, and so Lot said, listen, uh, uh, come on in my house and let me feed you and you can stay in my house. Uh, and of course those angels knew what was going on. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, uh, the angel said, no, we're not going to do it. We're just going to stay outside the camp here uh, and, uh, and just sleep outside here. Uh, and Lot knew that if they'd done that, there's going to be big trouble. Are you listening to me? So they finally agreed with Lot and said, okay, we'll come in. Well, word got out. Always does, don't it? Word got out that these two men was at Lot's house. Good-looking fellas. I mean, nice-looking fellas. Uh, and the Bible said, uh, small and great, uh, old and young, they all come uh, uh, around Lot's house uh, and uh, begin to holler, bring those men out to us. Uh, if you've read it, you know what, what I'm talking about. Uh, and so Lot comes out uh, and he says, listen, uh, uh, don't mess with them. Let me show you how far Lot's got. Let me show you how bad Lot's got it now. He got what he wanted, uh, but this is what Lot said. Uh, he said, listen, I've got two more daughters. Uh, they're virgins. Uh, they've never been with men. Uh, just take them uh, and do with them what you will. Uh, just don't mess with these men. Now, that's pretty bad. I mean, that's pretty bad. I would take one of them's head off if they was going to start messing with one of my daughters. Well, I ain't got but one, but uh, if they messed with her, I'd take somebody's head off. Are you listening? Uh, and so that's how, how bad it's got with him. And, of course, we find the story goes on that, that uh, they begin to come up. And the Bible said the two men drug him in the house because they was getting ready to trample over him. Uh, and they was going to bust the door down. Well, the Bible said that these angels opened up their hands uh, and struck them blind where they couldn't find the door. And then, now, 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 it's getting worse. Then we find that the angels tells Lot. And, well, he asked Lot, he said, listen, uh, do you have any other family in Sodom? And Lot says, yes, I've got, I've got two sons-in-laws and, and I've got two daughters. 
And the angel said, well, this is what you've got to do. said, you've got to go to them and tell them they've got to get out of this city because we're going to destroy it. God has sent us to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Wipe it off the map. And so next morning, early, early, perhaps before the sun even comes up, he goes out to the sons-in-laws and he tells them, said, listen, man, said, said y'all got to leave. Y'all got to come with us. We've got, we've, got, we've got to go because the angels has come and they're going to destroy this place. You know what they did? They laughed at him. Now watch this. They had, he had been there long enough in that sinful place uh, and, and, he, and he's gotten with a group uh, enough uh, that he has lost all the testimony that he's ever had. Now, I'm not going to say he was acting like them and doing what they were doing, uh, but he was putting up with it. Are you listening to me? And, uh, and so they looked at Lot and began to laugh at him. said, who are you kidding? You're trying to tell me angels is visiting you? We've seen what you've done in the last while. We know how that you've been acting. We've seen what you've done. Now you're going to try to tell us about angels. And listen, the testimony was gone. And, and I'm saying this, that he lost his sons-in-laws, lost his two daughters in the fire. He didn't, listen, he got what he wanted. But I'm sure if you was the ass lot, he would say, I didn't want what I got. At the end, you know, sin always looks good. I, I, I remember when I was lost, I'd done a lot of stupid things uh, and uh, sinful things. Uh, and at the time, uh, I thought it was great. Things that I would do, stuff that I would drink, uh, and, uh, and places that I would go. Uh, man, it, I mean, I thought it was great. Uh, I remember one time I, I, I told my boss man, uh, we was riding around in the truck. And uh, he, he was a saved man, I mean a good Christian. Uh, and, uh, and we was crossing over a bridge and I looked out there and I seen all that beta doing this. Uh, and I said, I said, Mr. Ish, I said, man, why don't you buy us a boat? He said, I ain't got time to use it. I said, don't worry about it, I'll use it. <laughs> uh, needless to say, we didn't get a boat. But he was a good Christian man. This man had a testimony when I got saved on a Wednesday night, uh, when I went to work that Thursday morning, uh, you know the first one that I looked up was Mr. Ish. He had a testimony. Uh, listen, and I wanted him to know uh, because of his life that he lived, uh, listen, uh, I got saved, uh, and I wanted to let him know uh, that I was saved. Uh, well, Lot had not lived for God and done what he was supposed to. Uh, his sons-in-laws and his daughters might have been saved from, listen, the brimstone fire that destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. You might get what you want, but you may not want what you get. Are you with me tonight? Oh, David, you know the story of David. Remember David, listen, uh, whenever he was king, and the Bible said that uh, there in Jerusalem when, when the kings and all was out to battle, 
that, uh, that David stayed behind. He stayed in Jerusalem. And, uh, and that evening he went out, uh, and I don't know, maybe something like this. He went out on, the, on that porch out there, and he looked out across the way out there, uh, and he saw Bathsheba, and she was bathing. Now, the Bible don't say this, but I don't believe that's the first time he had seen her. I believe he had noticed her doing that beforehand. I believe he had been out there before and he knew uh, what was going on. Uh, Well, David uh, stayed behind. He didn't go to war and he told his men, he said, listen, uh, he said, uh, I want her. Go get her for me. And of course, his servant said, David said, she's married to Uriah. And Uriah's out on the forefronts fighting. And said, that's, uh, that's his wife. And just, you know, I'm a good imagination. You know where a preacher gets it now. And I, and I, and I just sort of imagine that, that David's, uh, David's uh, thinking, uh, I'm king, not you. You do what I tell you to do. Go get her and bring her to me. And no doubt she was a beautiful woman. No doubt she was something to look at. And David wanted her. You may get what you want, but not want what you get. David wanted her. And the servants went and got her. And of course, you know the rest of the story. Listen, she became a child. And, uh, and word got back to David. And, and David, you know, probably started thinking, oh, man, what am I going to do now? And, and his mind begins to roll a little bit. And he begins to think, what am I going to do? And so he tells his men, he says, listen, go out on the forefronts out there and get Uriah and bring him in. Now, They didn't know what was going on, but they'd done what David said. They went out, got Uriah, brought him in. And when Uriah got in, listen, uh, uh, David hugs his neck, says, man, how's it going out there? Uh, Y'all doing all right? Uh, And, you know, just sort of baiting him up. And said, come on, have dinner with me. And, of course, still baiting him up. And this is what David says. He said, uh, he says, listen, Uriah said, uh, there's no sense in you going back tonight. Why don't you just go on home and, and, uh, and stay tonight with your wife and, and you can go back to battle tomorrow. And Uriah, I believe with all my heart, under the inspiration of God, Uriah said, I can't do that, David. And David looks at him sort of dumbfounded. You mean to tell me... I'm going to let you have some R&R and, uh, and, and you're turning it down. You don't want to go be with your, with your wife. Uh, and Uriah looks at David and says, Listen, David, my men, my brethren, those that I fight with, uh, is that on that field? Some of them may even be dying tonight uh, and I'll not go in with my wife uh, while they're on the field dying. Pretty good man, ain't he? So David's a-thinking, oh, man, now what am I going to do? So he tells Uriah, he says, well, 
there's no sense in going back tonight. And uh, so Uriah stays with a group of men uh, there in the town square. He didn't go home. And so David, he's still a scheming. He's still a thinking. He says, well, if I get him drunk, he won't know the difference. So that's what he does. He gets him back in there and he says, come on, you can have, you can have a late dinner with me and, and uh, we'll have a good time. Then you can go on back. And so that's what they done. They had a good dinner and David gave him some liquor and some more liquor and some more liquor. Uh, but I'm telling you, he couldn't liquor him up enough to go with, uh, listen, with Bathsheba. I believe with all my heart that was the inspiration of God uh, that he didn't have anything to do with that. I'm telling you, if I was out there about to get killed and somebody tells me, hey, you can have some R&R, are you listening? I'd say, I shall appreciate it, King. I'll see you later. (laughs) And so I believe it was under the inspiration of God that God done it this way. Well, Let's go back to the beginning now. You may get what you want. Now here it goes. David got what he wanted. He wanted her. He got her. And so now we find out he's drunk. And he says, just go on home, stay tonight, you know, and you can go back in the morning. I can't do it, David. He's drunker than a skunk and still won't go. Well, David, he's had about it up to here with it. So he calls in the general and says, listen, you take Uriah and you put him on the front line. You put him where the, listen, where the fire is the greatest. You put him where that he'll die. Well, that's what the general done. And sure enough, listen, he got killed. Word got back to David. So what does David do? He's thinking now, well, he's out of the picture now. I'll just marry her and everything will be hunky-dory. Nobody knows it. Everything's swept under the rug. But one person, God. You may get what you want. And he did. And you might, but you may not want what you get. Story goes on. And, of course, he gets killed. Word gets back to him. He marries her. And then an old prophet by the name of Nathan. I imagine that when Nathan pointed that old bony finger in David's face, it probably looked that long. And told him, you know, the story about the rich man, how that a family come in, and, and you know the story, uh, how that the rich man had all kind of uh, lambs, and, and instead of him killing one of his lambs, he went over there where where the man only had one lamb and that lamb eat at the table with him. I mean, it was like part of the family. And he said, kill that lamb, leave mine alone and feed, that, feed them people. And this is what Nathan tells David. Oh, David was furious. Man, David, I mean, he goes berserk. He says, you find that man and you bring him back to me. I'll fix him. And I can just see Nathan now with that finger about that long pointed in David's face said, thou art the man. And tells him exactly what David done. And of course, David weeped. David cried. David repented. And Nathan said, listen, we'll spare your life. But that little baby that's fixed to be born is going to die. 
He got what he wanted. The baby born. They found out that the baby had some kind of an illness. The Bible said that David for seven days, seven long, lonely, heartbreaking days, David fasted and prayed on his face that that baby, God would spare that baby. Needless to say, the baby died. Now, now watch this now. Watch this now. He's committed murder. Now, he's lost his baby. He got what he wanted. But if you could ask David now, he would probably say, I would to God I'd have never got what I wanted. Murder. Baby's dead. Amon, David's son, looks at Tamar, David's daughter. Listen to me now, David's daughter. Oh, it ain't stopped yet. Now, these are half-brother and half-sister. Got the same daddy, different mama. And Amon looks at her, and she was beautiful. I mean, she was beautiful. She was a young lady. She was still a virgin. She was, I mean, she was a knockout. Amon, Ammon, ever how you pronounce his name, said, uh, man, I want her. This is his sister. And so one of his buddies looked at him and said, man, said, you're the king's son. You get what you want. Why are you belly aching around here? Why are you acting like this? All you got to do is send for her and get her. And said, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you how to do it. He said, act like you're sick. And have her to come over and bake you a cake. And, and let me give you a commercial right here. If your friend, listen to me. If your friend don't tell you the truth and cause you to do something like that, they're not your friend. Amen. Amen? They're not your friend. They may act like your friend. They may proclaim to be your friend, but they're not your friend. And so that's what he does. And so she comes in. And when she comes in, she gets the flour and gets everything made up, puts it in the oven, and he uh, tells the servant, said, get all the men out of here. And they all left, just him and her. And, of course, you know the rest of the story, what happened. He slept with his sister, half-sister, but nevertheless, it's still his sister. David got what he wanted. I don't think David wanted what he got. Now, now watch this. Watch this now. In this story, Amon rapes uh, Tamar. Then he throws her out. You see, uh, young ladies at that time would wear this robe, uh, and that robe simply meant that uh, she was a virgin. Well, she couldn't wear it no more. 
She was heartbroken. Man, she was, I mean, she was pitiful. And so he throws her out like a dog. And so it just goes on to another deal here. Absalom hears what's going on. Now, Absalom is her full brother. And Absalom heard what had happened. And I'm talking about smoke was coming off of his head. He was mad. I mean, he was fuming. He said, I'll fix him. And a couple years went by. He wanted to kill him right now. I mean, he wanted to do away with him now. But he just couldn't do it for the sake of the dad. So two years went by. And they schemed up a plan. They had a, uh, they had a, a sheep day, simply a, like a family reunion, a big get-together. And uh, he sent word for David to come to it. And he knew David wasn't going to come. And, of course, David told him that, you know, he was too busy, he couldn't make it, and said, well, why don't you send your other sons then? And if you can't make it, just send them in your stead and they'll, you know, make up the difference from you. And so that's what happened. Well, Absalom got with the servants and said, now this is what you need to do. During this time, you get him drunk. I mean, you get him drunk. I mean, he's still mad. He still remembers. He probably... He probably pictures in his mind the screams of his sister telling him, no, no, don't do this to me. And, 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 and listen, he, he's upset something fierce. Said, so you get him drunk, and when he gets drunk, you kill him. They said, man, that's the king's son. Said, I'll take care of it. He said, you just do what I tell you, I'll take care of it. And that's what happened. Let's get, go back a little bit. He wanted Bathsheba. Are you with me? He got her. After that, he commits murder because of what he got. So now he's a murderer. The baby dies. Now, if you human at all, anytime a baby's sick, I mean, I mean, you, you know, you're sicker than the baby. I got, I got, I got a little pumpkin stays with us, my great grandbaby. She's a little over a year old. She was a year old in April. And I'm telling you, she is, mm, she's something. I mean, I would, I'd hurt somebody over that little booger. And she loves me. You don't believe me, you ask her. Now, hey, sis, now she got where she does this. She'll come to Papa when she wants something, grab that finger, and leads me to what she wants. She can't talk, so uh, she does the next best thing. And I take her outside all the time, so now she grabs that finger and we go to the back door. And uh, she wants to go outside with Papa. I love that little pumpkin. And 
I imagine David's heart is turning inside out because his baby dies. Oh, man, can you imagine? Well, murder, baby dies, sister gets raped, the brother gets killed. Man, this is a mess. Just forgetting what you wanted? Are you listening? But the story don't end. A few more years go by, and and Absalom, Absalom, he tries to overthrow his father, kingship. Man, that had to be heartbreaking for him, didn't it? Your own son, the one you cherished. And, and by the way, Absalom was his best pick. Bible don't say that, but you can read it and you'll find out that, that it was. You, you know what I'm saying. I mean, all dads loves all their children, I, and I know that. I love all my kids. And, uh, but the ones that you're around the most or whatever, you know, they just, you know what I'm trying to say without digging a hole <laughs> too deep. I think my daughter's watching this in, back in there, so I love you, darling. <laughs> but Absalom was a pick. Now he's trying to overthrow his daddy's kingship. And a few more years go by, and they're at battle. David tells the men, said, don't you kill him. Don't kill him. Joab hates him because he knows what he's done to him. He knows what he's done to the king. He knows he's seen what he's done to David, and Joab hates him. And the Bible said that he had that long hair. Why, I don't know, but he did. And uh, he, was, he, was, he was riding through the woods, and the fork of the tree got caught in that hair, and a spear pierced him. And killed him. Man, this is bad. Joab now, his favorite, is now dead. Now, listen to me. I'm not talking about just a few weeks since he sinned. I'm talking about this is years later. He got what he wanted. But may I say this tonight? He didn't want what he got. Now, he sure enjoyed what he had. Boy, he sure paid a price for it. Now, friend, you listen to me tonight. I don't know your thoughts, and I don't know why I'm preaching tonight, but I'm up here and you're here, and I don't know what's going through your mind, but it might be something that you're thinking about that you might ought to quit thinking about. Are you with me? He didn't want what he got. In fact, it cost him dearly. How many members of Goliath? Uh, ten foot. He was, he was nine foot, nine inches tall, Goliath. Now, if you could imagine that, probably from the floor... Uh, probably a quarter way up that screen right there. And to make it where you could understand it and reality be real, I know I ain't the tallest thing, but 
But now listen, about quarter way, halfway up that screen is Goliath. Now, David at this time is a youth. Now keep that in mind, that screen up there, how big he is. Let me share with you where it'll be, where you'll understand it a little better, and the story will mean more to you. Now watch this. Oh, Goliath, I wrote some of these things down here. Goliath, morning and evening, for 40 days, morning and evening, he would come out, the Philistines is on this mountainside, the Israelites is on this mountainside. Here the valley is in the middle. He would come out in the valley and look at the Israelites and curse them. Send me a man. And that was bad enough, but he went as far as to curse their God. The true and living God that we know would curse him. Forty days he'd done that. Every morning and every night. Now watch this. Watch this. Goliath wanted something. Send me a man that he might fight with me. And he made up a plan. He said, now this is what we'll do. He said, if I beat him, y'all serve us. Or if he beats us, me, we'll serve you. Now that's coming from a man that's halfway up that screen to a boy about that tall. Well, I mean, you know, maybe a little bigger. He was redheaded, and David was a good-looking fella, according to the Bible. And, uh, and so now, for 40 days, he'd, he'd cry out and cuss the Israelites and, and their God. And uh, his armor, now, now watch this now. This will make it more real to you. His armor, now not his coat of mail, not his legs or anything, not his helmet, just his coat of mail. Weighed, let's see, 1,250 pounds. Are you, are you with me now? 1,250 pounds. It says here that it was 500 shackles. About halfway up the screen, or give or take, somewhere in there, 10 foot. Pretty good sized little jacket he was wearing. That weighed. 1,250 pounds. Well, his spearhead. Now, his spear and just the head, the point of it that goes on the spear, the spearhead itself weighed 150 pounds. Is it getting more real to you here? Goliath? What kind of man he was? I mean, 1,250-pound jacket and walk around, you know, like it ain't nothing. 1,250 pounds. Tote that old spear and the, just the head of it. Ain't no telling what the spear weighed. Just the head of it was 150 pounds. Now think about that. I probably couldn't even lift 
150-pound weight right now. Are you listening to me? He's got this jacket, this coat of mail. He's got this spear that's, that's 150 pounds. He's coming out now every day. And besides that, he, he, listen, he had one of his men, listen, bring another armor in front of him. Oh, oh yeah, he was protected. And so he says this, send me a man. Send me a man. 40 days, he says this, 40 days. Well, God gets fed up with it. You know, God will go so far. And he gets fed up with it. And God says to Jesse, send David out there that he'd take his three brothers. I think it's 21, 23 quarts of corn. And I believe it's 12 loaves, somewhere in there anyhow. 12 loaves of bread. And check with them and see how it's going and if they need anything. Jesse's telling his son this, David. So David gets on the scene. This is 40 days later. And, and, and it just happens to be that morning that Goliath comes out. And when he appeared, man, it's like, it's like ants when you step on them. Boom. But I'd probably do the same thing if I seen something like that coming down there, wouldn't you? Just his jacket of brass and metal was 1,200 pounds. A spearhead, 150 pounds. Man, I'd, high, I'd go to high country too. But old David heard him. And he's looking around. And he said, where y'all going? I ain't messing with him. What about God? Where does God come in in this? He just cussed our God. He just cussed you. Where y'all going? I'm getting out of here. It's like them rabbits in Florida back in hard days. I mean, every time you seen a rabbit, he had a, he had a sack on his back. He was leaving Florida, but he knowed I was after him. Uh-uh. That's the way they was with Goliath. They, was, they had a sack on their back. They were hitting high country. And David said, listen. He said, I'll fight him. Now, he's a lad. You, you know the story. And Saul gets word of it. He said, send that fellow to me. Let me talk to him. And so he comes up there and Saul says, is this true what's, what I'm hearing about you wanting to fight Goliath? He said, yeah, I'll fight him. He said, hey, he said, you're only a a lad. You're a youth. He said, this guy's been fighting since he was a youth. You can't, there's no, there's no comparison. He said, man, God makes a difference. Now, the Bible don't say that, but I'm sure somewhere David found that in his vocabulary. And And Saul says, man, I can't let you do that. David looks at Saul eyeball to eyeball. He said, listen. He said, I was out watching my father's sheep and a bear and a lion came and got one of those sheep in their mouth. And he said, I went 
and grabbed that lion by the beard. He tough lad, amen. I grabbed that lion by the beard and I put a Joe scarf on him. Boom. If you were a wrestling fan years ago, you know who Joe Scarf is. He was my buddy. He killed him. Grabbed that bear, body slammed him, killed him. And he said, I'm going to tell you, King. He said, I'll do that giant the same way. He said, all right. That's what you want, and I can't talk you out of it. So this is what Saul does. He comes up with a plan, and he says, uh, let me fix you first. Saul goes and gets his coat of mail, puts it on him. Now, this is a lad. Now, Saul, he's probably 6'5". I mean, he's a grown man. He's a, he's a big man. If you go back and read before he was king and all, he, he's a big man. So Saul puts his coat of mail on him, puts his sword in his shaft, whatever that thing's called, and David says, man, I ain't tried this yet. In other words, he's saying, I can't even walk in this thing. Can you imagine having that big armor on, him trying to, trying to walk? He, man, you're crazy. I can't, I, 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 can't, I can't wear this thing. So he shucks it off, takes it off, and he leaves him, and he goes down to the brook. The Bible said that he took him five Smooth stones. Put them in his pouch. One for Goliath and four for his brothers. He had four brothers. He was going prepared, buddy. The mother boys wanted some of him. Hey, come on. And so, here it is now. Goliath comes out like he always did. Here old David come. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? David comes up here, gets up pretty close to him. Old Goliath looks at him and like, what are you doing? It was, it almost embarrassed Goliath. I mean, it, you know, he said, what are you trying to do? Shame me? He said, well, he said, I'm going to kill you. And I'm going to feed you to the vulture. This is what Goliath's telling David. And he said, okay. He said, you come to me with your sword and your shields and your staff, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. He reaches in his pouch, gets him a little stone, Puts it in his slingshot. Now, it wasn't one of those forked things like this. It was one of those straps, you know, that the shepherds used, and they'd throw it like that. And uh, loaded that slingshot up. And how about you coming here just a second? You, yeah, you help me preach here. Now, this is getting good. Now, I'm David, you Goliath. I want to be the good man. Okay, now watch this now. Goliath comes running at him, pulls his sword. David sees him, he comes running to him. Got his slingshot loaded, begins to swirl that thing. 
Now watch this now. Watch everybody look. Watch this now. The only place that David could hit Goliath is right here. It was the hole right there. Only place. Everything else was covered. So he comes. He rounds that thing up. He turns it loose. That stone comes. Hits him. Now, if that stone hits him, it's probably going to... See how he fell back? <laughs> now watch this now. Watch, it. watch this now. You may not have never got this before. The Bible said... That when that stone hit him, he fell on his face. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying that when David let that rock go, that stone go, that God got a hold of that stone and got a hold of the back of old glass head and brought them together because it said it went in, in fell on his face. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Now, here we are. Oh, I got to hurry. Uh, Goliath got what he wanted, didn't he? He wanted a man. Well, he didn't even get a man. He just got a boy. If, if you could ask Goliath tonight, Somehow or another, if he was to show up, God help us all. <laughs> if, he, if he could show up, I would probably gamble and say, I really didn't want what I got. Amen. Would you agree with that? I, man, I didn't want that. I never expected that. Careful what you want. Be careful what you want. Are you listening? Be careful. I, I can't tell you enough. Be careful what you want. Now, it's nothing wrong with wanting things, but make sure you want them in the Lord. Amen. It could be a dangerous thing. Oh, it costs David. It costs Lot. It costs Goliath. And I'll not get into it, but if you was to go back with old Samson, it cost him. It cost him. He got what he wanted. He wanted that good-looking woman. Man, why them women does that to us, I don't know. <laughs> but he got her. David got her. Goliath got what he wanted. But all these men, all these men, if you could ask them tonight, they would say, I really didn't want what I got. And may I say this? This thing with David, this was like a 40-year period of time. This, hey, it wasn't just a week, and it wasn't just a year. I'm talking about it was a while all this stuff come about over that one sin, that one thing that David done. Where do you stand with God? What is it that you want so bad? Every head bowed. Every eye closed just for a moment tonight. No one looking around. We got time for about two verses of invitation. I don't know your heart tonight. I know God had me up here for a reason. First time I've 
preached here in several years. But God don't make a mistake. And it's this message that God wanted me to preach. God don't make a mistake. Hey, sir. Hey, ma'am. What is it that you want? You may not want what you get. Father in heaven, as we close this service, we give a verse of invitation. I pray, Lord, that you deal with hearts. If there's one here, Lord, tonight that needs that mercy, needs that help, needs that strength to say no, I pray you'd help them with it tonight. Oh, God, I pray you'd touch them tonight, help them with it tonight. And I'll praise you and I'll thank you in Jesus' name. Let's stand. Let's sing.